I'm reading for you out of the book of Matthew, chapter number 28. A familiar story, a familiar text. I know most of you are familiar with it. The Bible says in verse number 1 of the book of Matthew, chapter 28, And the end of the Sabbath, as it began to, be, to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake. For the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here. Did you hear what I said? He is not here. Now hold on to that thought just a minute. Turn back in your Bible to the book of Matthew, chapter 26. Chapter 26. I read for you verse 1 through verse 4. Watch this. And it came to pass, when Jesus had finished all these sayings, he said unto his disciples, You know that after two days is the feast of Passover, and the Son of Man is betrayed to be crucified. Then assembled together the chief priests and the scribes and the elders of the people unto the palace of the high priest who was called Caiaphas. Caiaphas. And consulted that they might take Jesus by subtility and kill him. In a recent report, a news report, it was reported that they had excavated the tomb of Caiaphas. The high priest who plotted, who sat as judge, who pronounced him guilty and declared that Jesus Christ be crucified and killed. They excavated his tomb in the Holy Land, Caiaphas. Guess what they found? Caiaphas. And they went to the tomb of one whom he killed. And guess what they heard? He's not here. That ought to make a Baptist shout. He's not here. Nobody stole him. He didn't slip away. He's risen. Can I have a Baptist amen? Uh, Not a Methodist amen, a Baptist amen. Are you glad that the tomb is empty? The angel said he's not here. Come see the place where he lay. 
And go quickly and tell the disciples that he has risen from the dead. Behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall you see him. Lo, I have told you. They departed quickly from the sepulcher with fear and great joy and did run to bring his disciples' word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, All hell. And they came and held him by the feet and worshiped him. Just a question or two I would pose everybody here today. What is the focus of your life? What is the main thing? And how do we keep the main thing, the main thing, if we really don't realize what the main thing is? What is your focus? Where do we look to find the answers to all of life's issues? If you visit with me a while and knock on doors and look people in the eyes and ask them, what is life issues? And they will claim everything in the world from being ADD to absolutely insane. Could I ask you a question? What if the Bible is really true? <laughs> what if there is a life after the grave? Fox News Channel reported recently that 50 million plus people watch History Channel's The Bible. 50 million plus people interested enough to watch History Channel's portrait of the Bible. Not whether it's right or wrong, we're not discussing that. But why all the interest in the Bible? And why will not the main or the, if you network television stations, why will they not show biblical orientated movies as such? It might be because of their ideology, of their anti-God and anti-Christ, anti-biblical, anti-good, anti-morality, uh, everything that they stand for, the Bible stands against. I really believe with all my heart the reason so many viewers watched the Bible on television is because society is lost, lonely, and looking. And they'll look anywhere in the world to try to find it. But I find if I watch very much television that America has a trust issue. Not many trust Trump. Even less trust Hillary. And you got to be a socialist to trust Sanders. 
and we'll not talk about Obama. But we have a trust issue in America, in society. Who does your kids trust? Who does your teenagers trust? Who do you trust? Most of us cannot even trust each other. Amen? Trust. Who can we trust? Could I present to you one today that you can trust? The Bible said the Word became flesh and we beheld His glory. See, you cannot behold God. You can't see God. God is spirit. God is not tangible. God is not matter. God is not material. You cannot relate to a spirit. But God knew how bad we needed to relate to himself. And so God became flesh and became visible so that we who are visible might identify with a God that is invisible. And Jesus loved us so much, he became like us so that we might become like him. Who can we trust? I think we can trust the Lord, if you please. We can't trust politicians. Please don't trust preachers. You can't trust priests. And we must not trust people. Who can we trust? Could I please present to you in about 15 minutes. You say, you can't even write your name in 15 minutes. I'm not writing my name, I'm preaching. In about 15 minutes, somebody you can trust. Watch this. Take your Bible, if you would, please. Quickly turn to the book of Romans. The book of Romans. Acts, Romans, 1 Corinthians, in there someplace. Romans chapter number 1. And let me show you something. Someone you can trust. I just, you just don't know who to trust any long, anymore. Used to, when my, I was just a kid, my daddy didn't have to sign a contract. He'd just shake hands. And when my daddy shook hands with you and told you he's going to do something, he's going to do it. Uh, the reason we have contracts is because people have agreements they do not trust people with. And so they have to have a contract because there's no trust there. Could that be the reason you called yours a marriage contract? I'll just go on. I didn't, I didn't mean to make anybody mad. <laughs> All right. Watch this. Verse 1, the Bible says, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God, which he hath promised before by his prophets in the Holy Scripture. Concerning, watch this, concerning his son, Christ Jesus, our Lord, which was made of the seed of David, according to the flesh, but, and declared, to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness. Now watch this how. By the resurrection from the dead. I can trust the person of Jesus Christ. 
Notice what it said. He's the seed of David, but also he's the son of God. The seed of David means he is the incarnate God. God became flesh. And we beheld his glory as the only glory of the Father, full of grace and truth. You can believe Jesus Christ because he's truth. And as the son, as the seed of David, he's the incarnate son of God and God in the flesh. And spirit became matter so that you and I could really see what really matters. Because without Jesus becoming matter, nothing really matters. Because if he did not become matter, we're in a world of hurt. And Jesus became flesh that we might be made like him. He declared to be the son of God. As the seed of David, he died. And as the son of God, he arose. The resurrection, he did not resurrect to prove that he is God, he resurrected because he was God. The resurrection does not prove that he is God, he's God and that's why he rose from the dead. You do not have to be concerned about that. He's declared to be the son of God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. In your Bible, in Matthew 1 and 23, the Bible said that his name would be called Emmanuel. You know what that means? God with us. If you are saved, you have not been any place since you've been saved that God was not with you. God with us. That's the reason when I got saved, I quit going to certain places because I didn't think God would be comfortable in some of the places I used to go to. You're welcome. And you say, well, I still go there. Well, I'm sure God's real comfortable. (laughs) Amen. The Bible talks about God with us. He's called God bless forever in Romans chapter 9. John the Revelator said he's the first and the last and everything that is between. Can you say amen? I'm glad he is the first and the last. Aren't you glad of that? The Bible says in Isaiah, he's the everlasting father, the prince of peace. He's the creator. He's the preserver. He's the redeemer. And thank God he lives forever. I can trust his person. Not only can I trust his person, I can trust his power. I'm reading this morning about a lady who went, took her husband to a family mortuary. And she said to the mortician, said, Sir, I want my husband buried in a blue suit. He said, Ma'am, that black suit he has on is a beautiful suit. Don't you think he'd look just as well in a dark suit, blue, black suit, rather than a blue suit? She said, no, sir. I want him in a blue suit. Here is a blank check. You just make sure that when I come back for the, the viewing that he's in a blue suit. And he said, well, I'll try my best. But do you know how difficult it is to put a suit on a dead man? That's why I get a good deal on these shirts. They don't have backs in them, but you never see it with my coat on. 
And if you like to buy, I got, I got some in the service in the office. I, I sell them. And so the lady left. She came back a little later and looked in the casket, and there he was in the most beautiful blue suit you've ever seen in all your life. Just a beautiful suit. And she commended the, the, the undertaker and said, boy, that's a beautiful suit. I said, yeah. She said, what did it cost? She said, well, actually, nothing. Right after you left, she said, there was a corpse come in, and he was in a blue suit. And I asked the lady, the wife, ma'am, would it mind, would you mind if your husband was buried in a black suit instead of a blue suit? She said, Lord, no. That'd be fine. So he said, we just switch heads. <laughs> What's wrong, Mary? I know you got to figure out whether that's sacrilegious or not before you laugh, okay? <laughs> so if it hits you sometime after lunch and you start laughing, tell your wife what you're laughing about, would you? And if you get mad at me, don't shoot till after you leave, okay? I'm talking about power. You can trust the power of God. He's declared to be the Son of God with power. Power. Wonder-working power. Life-changing power. Destiny-changing power. Eternal power. A power that would make that angel falling from heaven look like a firecracker. Power that shook the earth when our Lord arose. Power, bless your heart, power that is not equal by anybody else, power to save a lost, hell-bound soul. How do you save a lost, hell-bound soul on their way to hell? I mean a bad attitude. I'm talking about just meaner than a junkyard dog, just verbally mean and physically mean and worldly mean and just mean and just one bent knee and one heartfelt prayer and one look toward heaven and that person is changed completely. He kneels on his way to hell and stands up on his way to heaven. I'm talking about power. Power, earth-shaking power. I can trust his power. Now you say, well, I can do this or that. I don't know if you can or not, but when God says it, it can be done. Power that can save a lost soul. Power to transform a life of addiction. I don't believe in saved drunks. I believe in saved ex-drunks. I don't believe in saved wife abusers. I believe in saved ex-wife abusers. And we have a wife abusing class here his, her name is Ginger. She counsels wives, and we pass out ball bats for wives whose husband somehow or another has the sneaking idea that it's brave and wonderful to beat on a five-foot-two woman. You said, I'll whoop you after church. Not if you whoop on your wife. I don't have to worry about you whooping on me because I hire big guys for Marines. <laughs> you don't need brains if you can hire them. 
That's what Daddy said. Power to keep secure after he saved you. Man, I'd hate to have an insurance policy that might pay off. Amen. I don't want eternal life that might not be eternal life. I want a God big enough and powerful enough to reach down in the pits of hell and jerk me out and set my feet on a solid rock and establish my going and put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. And the psalmist said, many shall see it and trust in the Lord. I want the kind of God that can reach down, pull me up, set me solid on the rock, and give me eternal life, and I shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand, for my Father, which gave them to me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. Can you say amen? Huh? I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. Could I recommend somebody to you this morning that you can trust? You don't have to vote on and you will not be able to impeach. His name is Jesus. King Jesus, King of kings and Lord of lords. Yes, thank God they didn't find the remains of Jesus in the tomb. What really surprised those ladies and Peter was, there was those grave clothes still wrapped. And there was the napkin over his face still laying on the ledge where his head lay. He didn't have to unwrap. He just came out of them. And the disciples were overwhelmed that they were just like they were when they placed, come right out of there. Could I suggest to you, the stone was not moved so he could get out. The stone was moved so that they could get in. Because he walked right through the stone in that resurrection body. Can you imagine having a resurrection body and saying to whoever you want to, whatever you'd like? That'd almost be heaven, wouldn't it? Do you know anybody you'd like to tell all? I mean, tell a few things. Can you imagine having a brand new body? You can go anywhere you want to go. Do anything you want to do. Say anything you want to say. And it just takes you a minute to get there. You got to have a body fit for heaven. Because one you got ain't going to work. If the Spirit of God dwells in you that raised Jesus from the dead, the same Spirit shall also quicken your mortal body. And you're going to get a brand new one just like His. Can I trust that? Sure you can, because he's truth and cannot lie. Let me recommend somebody to you this morning that you can honestly trust. Someone that can put his feet on the neck of death, hell, and the grave and keep it there so that the death, hell, and the grave don't keep you there. 
a Buddhist got saved. And someone asked him, why did you change religions? He said, well, shall I answer you this way? If you're going down the road and you come to a fork and a dead man is here and a live man is there, whose directions are you going to follow? You can trust him. You can't trust Caiaphas because Caiaphas' bones are still in the tomb. But we might knock on the door and we find a very unusual guest dressed in white robe. He's seated on the rock. We might ask, we've come to seek Jesus. He will say, he's not here. He's risen. You can trust that. You can trust his person. You can trust his power. Could I close? You said, please do. You can trust his purpose. Why did he do all of that? I found a verse in Romans chapter 10 years ago when I began to try to win people to Christ. I found a verse. You can trust Jesus, person, seed of David, declared to be the Son of God by the resurrection from the dead. You can trust his power, raised by power from the resurrection. You can trust his person. Watch this, verse 9. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart, that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Why did Jesus die? Why was he buried? Why did he raise? That thou shalt be saved. You say, well, I don't understand all this thing about being saved. Let me lay a deep theological truth on you. Saved is opposite of lost. Would you rather be lost or saved? Now, those are not Baptist words. Those are Bible words. And the only thing about being lost is, is there anybody here have been lost in the woods? How many are still acting like they're lost right now? Strange thing about being lost in the woods is you always walk in circles. You did know that, don't you? You say, I don't believe it. Uh, come tonight after church. I mean, you'll go coon hunting. I'll get you so lost. You will ask me to save you before you get out of there. In the swamps of Alabama, Mobile, Alabama, one night, this actually happened. Actually, everything I said ought to actually happen. But you ever heard a preacher say, now this is the truth? I guess everything else he said was a lie. I have no idea. This is the truth. We treed big old, big old tree in the bottoms. Got all excited and left the 22 rifle by the tree. We left, started back the truck through the swamps, 
a lot of eyeballs in them swamps, you know. You don't know if they're big bullfrogs or small galleators, you know. And we're wading through that water. After a while, we came, and I said, there's our rifle. We had walked in a complete circle and come back to the same creek. That's why you got a compass. It always keeps you going in one direction. And if you don't have the right compass, you're not doing anything but just going round and round life. This bar, that bar, this woman, that woman, this trick, that trick, this business adventure. This, but if you don't have a compass, I promise you, I promise you, just wait a minute, you'll be back by the same tree. You will, you will. Why did God come? Why did God die? Why did he raise from the dead? That you and you and you might be saved. Not you might be a Baptist. You might be saved. Anybody here? Huh? Romans chapter 5, chapter 1, verse 1 said, By whom we have received grace. Ephesians 2, For by grace are you saved through faith, and not of yourselves. It's the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Thank God that getting to heaven don't depend on me. It depends on what somebody else did. He died. He was buried. He rose again. Uh, that I might be saved. Now to be saved, you've got to believe in the resurrection. I didn't say explain it. I said believe in it. Evidently you believe it or you wouldn't be here today. Jesus died and was buried that you and I might have access into God's grace through faith. I read one time, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Because he's the only one who is raised from the dead. The Bible says, I am the light of the world, Jesus said. The Bible says also, Jesus said, I am the door. Now, don't worry about these folks leaving. They're getting ready to go baptize. They're getting ready to be baptized. You know what they're saying when they get in there? They're not getting in the water to get saved because muddy water on the head don't do a thing. Water don't wash anybody's sins away. Watch this. When they get in that water, there'll be something said, and it'll be out of the book of Romans, chapter number 6. Buried with him in baptism. And like he was raised by the glory of the Father, even so to walk in newness of life. When our folk gets in that water, they're outwardly saying to you that I have an inward faith of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. You say, does that get you to heaven? Lord, no. Barely gets you into our church. Amen. Salvation is the door to heaven. Baptism is the door to the local church. Amen. Uh, you don't get baptized to be saved. I know some folks have been baptized so many times, the tadpoles are familiar with their social security number. 
And that don't make them go to heaven. But here, I leave this way in closing. Jesus said, you can trust it. Jesus said, I give unto them eternal life. And they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. For my Father, which gave them me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. Jesus said, I came to seek and to save that which was lost. Now let me ask you a question. How much do you want God to do before you get saved? How much farther do you want God to go before you say, yes, I do think you love me. Yes, and I do want to become your child. Yes, I do want to go to heaven. How much more do you want that one who rose the third day to do before you say yes? As he calls and says, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You can trust him. He's the only one I know you can trust. But you can trust him.